Hello, we love words. Written, spoken, hinted, shouted, gentle, outrageous, and always enlightening. Intriguing. But there again, we are library staff. You'd expect nothing less. So tune into Library Words for interviews, memories, business tips, stories, and more. We'll talk to authors, poets, and local people, always keeping you usefully entertained. To celebrate LGBT History Month, we hear from two local authors. First, we hear from Simon James Green, a young adults author from Sydenham. He talks to us about his five young adult LGBT novels and reads an excerpt from one. Then we hear from Andrina Leanne, writer, poet, and lived experience speaker, who reads two of her poems for us. Welcome to Library Words. Hello, my name's Simon James Green, and I'm the author of five LGBTQ plus young adult novels, and I live in Sydenham in South East London. Uh, my first novel came out in 2017. It was called Noah Can't Even. Um, this is the story of a boy who uh, is quite unpopular at school and plans to boost his popularity by hoping to kiss a girl called Sophie at an upcoming party. But instead, he ends up having a snog with his best mate Harry instead. And this revelation that he might possibly be gay throws his world into complete disarray as he tries to get to grips with how he feels about everything and who he might be. Um, this novel was long listed for the Brantford Bows and was also uh, picked by WH Smith as one of the most important LGBT novels of the last 50 years. Um, it's a firm favourite with uh, secondary schools in particular, and there's a large banana on the front cover, which I think is one of the reasons uh, a lot of students, particularly boys aged between 12 and 14, I find, um, seem to be attracted to the book. Uh, the sequel to that came out um, in 2018, Noah Could Never, and then in 2019 I wrote Alex in Wonderland, which is a story of a socially awkward boy who has a life-changing summer when he gets a part-time job in Wonderland, which is an amusement arcade um, on the seafront of a down-night-out coastal town. Um, Alex in Wonderland was nominated for the Carnegie Medal, and was also selected as one of the top 20 LGBTQ plus books of 2019 by Attitude magazine. 2020 saw the publication of Heartbreak Boys, the story of Jack and Nate, who both get dumped at prom by their boyfriends and decide to get revenge by uh, faking a road trip for the summer, which they post on Instagram. Um, but between all the fakery and trying to mock up various great photos and making it look like they're having a great time, uh, it might just be that Jack and it themselves might be falling in love. Last year, 2021, I published You're the One That I Want, uh, which is the story of Freddie, who decides to say yes to life, including taking part in the school production of Grease, which uh, leads him to meet hot new boy Zach. Um, and uh, the path, though, to true love is never quite smooth. And of course, sometimes you have to get things very wrong in order to work out what and who you really want. Those books are all published by Scholastic, and this year, a little later this year, in May, um, I publish my next uh, YA novel, which is called Gay Club, 
um, which is all about the race to be president of a school LGBTQ plus society with lots of shenanigans and backstabbing and scandal along the way. So lots of fun. Um, I really enjoy writing LGBT books for teenagers and it's fab to go to schools and talk to them as well. Um, about what they're like and my inspiration and why I wrote them um, and I find that a lot of students these days are really receptive uh, to these sorts of books which is fantastic and a big change from when I was at school. But of course uh, these books aren't just for teenagers, I think anyone can enjoy uh, young adult fiction, they're some of the best books around actually, they tend to have very tightly written plots, uh, they're lots of fun um, and they often have a lot of really interesting perspectives on the world as well. So whatever your age, I would encourage you to uh, have a look at some young adult fiction, particularly the LGBT stuff. There's some really um, fabulous work out there at the moment, um, which is great. And I think anyone can enjoy a coming of age novel. I wanted to read a little piece for you from Alex in Wonderland, actually, uh, just to give you a little flavour of it. And this is from a scene where Alex has got the job in Wonderland on the seafront now. And one of his first jobs is to dress up as Wonderland's mascot, which is a flamingo. Um, so when we join Alex here, he's wearing, um, he's wearing sort of pink diving flippers on his feet, pink tights, a fluffy pink middle around his waist and he's got in one hand he's holding a kind of flamingo head that is attached to him on a long neck, while in the other he's trying to give out flyers um, to get some business to Wonderland. And poor old Alex, as usual, isn't having a very good time of it. The universe must remember that I hadn't had any bad luck for half an hour and I was well overdue. And so, right on cue, there's this huge roar of fierce barking, and I turned to see approximately 30 kilograms of angry, savage, muscle and teeth on four legs, hurtling towards me with terminal velocity. An oldish man with a kind face, presumably the dog's owner, shouted from some distance away, It's okay, he hates flightless birds. Well, leaving aside the fact a flamingo is not a flightless bird, unless he mistook me for an ostrich, of course, there was no part of this situation that was remotely okay. In what world is a massive feral beast with dripping fangs running towards a living creature it openly hates ever going to be okay? Mate, I would run, a worried-looking bloke said to me. Don't run, the owner shouted, now puffing and tottering towards me as well, because, of course, this dog's owner wouldn't be fit enough to actually sprint up to his dog and call him off. You'll be fine if you stay still. The violent barking suggested otherwise, and I know it sounds unlikely when I say this dog had red eyes, but I think it seriously did have and that is not normal. Mate, run! Another random passerby implored me. All I could see, bolting towards me, was teeth. Dear Christ, some woman said. That kid's gonna get maimed, another voice. Run! A man screamed. I ran. Or rather, I rapidly flip-flopped along the promenade. I didn't dare look back but the barking was getting louder, as was the rapid thud of heavy paws galloping on tarmac. I ran straight past the fibreglass lemon, hoping, maybe, that Lemon Boy wouldn't recognise me, although that was the least of my worries right then, as I had visions of this thing taking a huge chunk out of one of my legs. It was then I had an idea. Dogs can't do stairs. So I struggled down the steps that led to the beach. Except 
Of course, dogs can do stairs, and the brutish thug of a dog was hurtling down them right after me. I squealed, now left with no options but to head directly for the sea, because in my panicked brain, dogs can't swim. Although, of course, they totally can. I ploughed through a huge sandcastle town that some father and daughter were building, looking over my shoulder seconds later to see the dog also charge through, leaving a plume of sand and debris in its wake like Godzilla tearing through New York. I ran forwards, splashing through the waves, hoping to hell the owner would arrive any second to call his stupid dog off, and then... And then there's nothing underneath my feet but water. And I'm plunging down. So that's where we'll leave poor Alex at the moment, in the middle of the sea, uh, facing drowning after being attacked by the, the savage dog. Um, but that is um, uh, another example of one of my, it's one of all my books are rom-coms, basically. So they're all romantic comedies. I was really keen with all the books to tell stories which were fun and funny and uh, showed the LGBTQ plus experience in a positive light and hopefully illustrated to to young people and to teenagers um, that actually uh, there's lots of fun and joy and happiness out there for you, however you might identify. And I think it's really important to have that positive sort of message out there for young people today and for all of us. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Andrina Lian, lived experience speaker, writing workshop facilitator and poet from London. Follow me on Instagram at survivor.andrina.lian or check out my website www.andrina.co.uk. This poem is from my debut poetry collection, Chard, A Survivor Speaks Her Truth to Inspire. It's called Inner Voice. There was a voice inside waiting to be heard, hidden thoughts and feelings far from absurd, holding back the tears for so many years due to negative judgment and fears. Fear of being rejected, fear of being isolated, fear of being violated, fear of people with their unrelenting hatred, fear of feeling that if I stayed confined I would eventually lose my mind. Buried deep inside, there was nowhere left to hide. That inner voice needed to come out. It needed to bellow and shout, I too am worthy in all my human glory. This poem is called Two Weeks in Jamaica. My granddad was ill. I went to see him in Jamaica. St Anne is a small parish and Green Hill is where he lived. Everyone knows everyone and everyone knew him. I was outed before I got there by my ex-husband and his new wife. To him, me being a lesbian carried more shame than his wife being white. This place was proper ignorant. I almost died from his gossip lips. He threw me under the bus and waged a war between us. I'd heard a story about a man called John who was whipped and beaten after being caught with another man. This happened before my time. Homophobia is rife now in Jamaica as it was in that time. I feared for my life. I almost didn't board the eight-hour flight. Whilst on the plane, I passed the time listening to Emily Sande on Rewind. The same songs playing over and over again. Thoughts going round and round in my head. 
Jamaica is well known for its obia and its homophobia. The country has more churches per square mile than anywhere else in the world. I'm a sinner and living in sin is how I felt within. Heaven's doors will never open to let me in. The plane landed. I took a taxi and drove for miles through the night. Jamaica, what a heavenly sight. Moonshine so bright. Morning came and there was so much to explain. I was questioned by Grandad's helper. She asked why. You weren't brought up this way. It's them mad people at England leading you astray. The shame. Meanwhile, on the news, two men were found hanged and bound. Homophobia was all around. She continued. The questions flooded in along with the insults thrown in like rockstone. Why you style your hair like man? God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. I wanted to leave, but I had nowhere to go. If I stepped outside, I knew I'd be questioned more. I stayed inside for two weeks until it was time to leave. I didn't see Jamaica in all its glory, the sea breeze, the palm trees. I stayed inside, bombarded with questions, a battleground. At least Grandad was too ill to care. He was just happy to see me there. I returned home feeling weak as I had failed to speak. Speak up for what's right. Links to previous interviews with the authors, as well as links to their books, can be found in the podcast description. Thanks for listening, and catch us again for more Library Words. Remember to subscribe to never miss an episode, and links to all of our social media can be found on the podcast summary.